Hey, welcome to Sippin' on Scripture. I'm Michael. I'm John. And I'm Ashley. We're three friends talking life, faith, and scripture with a cold drink in hand. Cheers! Hey, welcome back to Sippin' on Scripture. Today we're talking about love. What episode are we on? Episode five. <laughs> talking about love. Talking about love. And we're drinking vodka cranberries to go with love and relationships and marriage. You know, vodka cranberries was my go-to wedding drink back in the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember drinking mugs and mugs of it. <laughs> I, I think remember I remember. What, <laughs> what was my go-to? No, drink. you had a special uh, drink. T- pineapple tequila. Pineapple tequila yeah. is a good one. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think that was your... That was his go-to that drink was, for a while at weddings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about it at your wedding. No, no, When no. you guys had your own drinks. We yeah. Had, we had Kilo Kai and Coke. Yeah, that's what yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. Ah, Kilo Kai. Kilo Kai. Um, so cheers to um, Vodka Cranberry and a refreshing little drink. Refreshing little drink or a... Or a big one. <laughs> <laughs> a refreshing big drink. <laughs> All right, Michael. Yeah. I think we're talking about love, but we're going to start with the basic love of dating. So when I started, I studied this whole thing and I I got ready for it and I didn't do anything about love. (laughs) So, (laughs) so I'm I'm prepared with other things for this episode. Okay. So let's, okay. Well, let's talk about dating. So. Ooh. Okay. Okay, go. So we're on a love episode, and I have I'm so prepared to talk about marriage. Okay. <laughs> just just straight. Well, marriage. marriage is next. Marriage is next. Let's this talk is, about dating. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're talking about. We're the, talking about dating right now. I don't have any notes for dating. I I dated like two people before <laughs> I met my wife. I only dated a few. <laughs> Hundred. <laughs> just kidding. Um, <laughs> wow. You got a laugh track. Um, what do you want to talk about? Okay, when you were dating. Um, where was your mindset in during dating? Mine personally was very selfish. I didn't really pray for guidance or um, I wasn't like sitting here praying to meet, you know, yeah. the man. So I feel like it was just me and what I wanted at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really pray about any dating relationships. Yeah. I mean, did you, were you really praying for anything when you're in high school? Really? I mean, <laughs> Right, right. Besides, just to get to exam. Yeah, besides to True. get to graduation. Well, we, um, I was very, I was, I was the same way. I mean, I attended church through most of high school and middle school just to be around the girls. So <laughs> it had no, like that's the opposite of what you should do. But youth group cruising. Youth group cruising. I'm just very thankful for shout out to my grandmas because they are the ones that are like, we're praying that you'll find the guy, you know, the man that you're going to marry. And, and then God, God sent me. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just saying, like, so thankful for them. But it really wasn't until I broke up from my, like, longest relationship back in high school that I finally was like, okay, God, like, yeah, I'm ready to get serious. Like, I want to meet the guy because I wanted to get married. Like, that's why I wanted to, like, when I thought about my life, it was get married, have kids, you know. Mm. So... It wasn't until then I started praying and then Michael showed up. And when we started dating, I was like, nah, this is not going to last. This is a fling. Summer fling. Summer fling. 
Turn Riffling forever. Dairy Turn Queen forever. King. <laughs> I love it. I have no comment. Well, did you think we were going to be forever when we started dating? I mean, I, no. Say yes. Yes. No, <laughs> not really. Really? Forever? This is the first time I'm hearing this. <laughs> it's the first time you asked. <laughs> <laughs> you never asked that before. You like to tell your story all the time. You never well, asked Well, tell that. me your story. I want to hear it. No, then I... I wanted to i wanted to go and date you go out with you as they we would say and but i wasn't i wasn't thinking about marriage in high school see that's funny because i every girl that i ever <laughs> had a crush on or liked a little bit i was like i'm gonna marry that girl and then the girl who i didn't really she wasn't even on my radar really uh her friend reached out to me and was like hey monica likes you and then i was like all right i'll text this girl <laughs> we'll see what's up you know she's kind of cute and then boom 11 years married nice. or 11 years <laughs> later we're married yeah i was like, 11 years married what <laughs> so it's longer than us <laughs> that, yeah, make, feels that like math it. doesn't that <laughs> math doesn't add up um yeah so i wasn't you know i i i feel the same way we're like when you get into a relationship I never got into a relationship like knowing I wouldn't marry someone. Like I wouldn't, I never dated someone going, oh, I wouldn't like stay with them. But yeah. usually I screwed it up so quick that <laughs> I just didn't, didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, I never dated anybody where I was like, eh, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you didn't just date to like have a girlfriend. Yeah. No. I was like, oh my God, I love this girl. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I was, I wasn't like that, I don't think, but I was, I wasn't like, I'm going to date you for that reason, like to, to get married, but I wasn't not to get married. Yeah. You always had a girl though. Yeah, at least one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. At least one. That was a joke for the listeners. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> You know what they get? (laughs) (laughs) They get the laugh track. (laughs) Marriage for me is the time for growing. Like we have to grow individually. We have to grow together. It's learning one another. um, And you go through so much together. Yeah. Especially with kids. A hundred percent with kids. But even before kids, I mean, Michael and I, went through a lot and then we started having kids and well like there's yeah. we went through a lot more and we had to grow through that and they say like the first what seven years of marriage is the hardest yeah. and i stand by that like that's a hundred percent true i mean we're at 10 years and i finally feel like the past couple of years we were like okay yeah, like, we understand each other <laughs> like we got it we're, we're in on this. a good we're we're in a good place we you know, have God centered and we're still learning and we're still growing together, but it's way better than where we started. And there, that's one reason why I would get a vow renewal. Cause I think back at how young we were when we got married and how much we've grown and gone through since then. And our love is totally different than what it was back at 22 years old. Yeah. I mean, you have the like nostalgia of dating you know, like, oh, you know, when we were dating, you used to do this. And it's like, you're right. But 
like now we do so much other, th- you know, it's so different. Like you almost can't do what you did when you were dating because you have to like make it different than that because you're, you're a completely different human at this point. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, you, you, it's like, especially finding faith in marriage. It's hard. Like there's a reason that Jesus or that the Bible says that you're born again, you know, because you're, you're getting, you're, you know, you're accepting Christ and you're, or you're getting baptized you're born again, a different person. So like some of the stuff I used to do was careless and, and, you know, selfish or, or just fun sometimes. But looking back, it's like, okay, yeah, that was, that was, that was a completely different person than I am now. And people who get married, they, they, a lot of times they dwell on like things have changed. Well, like you're right. Like time has gone by and you get older and wiser and, things are going to change, but you have to remember for one, what your wife needs and what you need and make sure that's getting fulfilled. Um, and that you're loving each other and caring for each other. But as you're married and time goes on, things just, they, they get different and, and you change as a person. So it's, it's a lot of fun, but it's also a lot of work. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to qualify the, the changes that you go through in a marriage because it's so subtle over these years. And <clears throat> when you do look back on what you dated, you're like, yeah, I can, you know, I could still do that. But then you try to do something like that. It's like, what? How, do I, how did I think that that worked before? Right. Right. And it worked before because you were both a different age. Not just one of you, you both yeah. were. So like something that was romantic or cute before. Now you're like, what yeah. are you doing? You're stupid. Like, <laughs> that's not, that's not funny. Don't do that. Or you're like, I want that. And then it happens and you're like, no, nah, I didn't want that. Yeah. That, was, that was dumb. I feel like as you mature though, like Michael used to write me little notes or emails or anything and uh-huh. it, it's cute and it still is cute. But I feel like now the words of affirmation have to be like different. Like he could have been flirty and like, you know, cutesy like this is what we're gonna do and we'd like dream and all this stuff and like now it'd be more romantic for him to like really since he knows me at a deeper deeper level to Mm -hmm. like you know good job talk about that stuff (laughs) no No, but talk about like that stuff you know (laughs) don't do that yeah no i agree with that and just getting together um and like date nights are completely different now too you know i mean date nights before you were like flirty and dumb the whole time like nothing got accomplished there was no, like, realistically, maybe the connection with each other, you know, got stronger, which is an accomplishment towards marriage. But now when you go on date nights, like, at least for me, it's like, okay, what do we need to talk about that we haven't talked about? Yeah. Let's, let's do that. Yeah. And that connection is different than just going out and, you know, drink. I mean, we'll have drinks, but just drinking and, and getting stupid and flirty. Now it's like, can we be productive, fun, and then go home and have fun? You know? Yeah, yeah. Can we reconnect? Yeah. And- yes. Especially after now we're working and well, I mean, we were back when we were dating, but now it's like big people jobs. And then we have three kids. And so date nights is a way for us to like connect with one another another after like a long week that we've had or in midweek. Sometimes we've gone out too and just yeah. had es- dinner, especially and- when each of you needs something, you know, yeah. and it might not even be need something from the other person. Yeah. So if you both need time away, it's like who who gets to give it up? That's that's a big that's a big fight. <laughs> that is a big fight. <laughs> I agree with that. 
I go back to the Bible because the Bible seems to side more with men on that. So I always go back to scripture and I'm like, God, thank you. Thank you for these scriptures. Uh, you sided with me again. Uh, but no, seriously, though. I mean, yeah, I agree. It's hard. It's hard to say who, who gets what time and when what we're doing. So Yeah. And then when you do have time to set apart for one another to take off and go do something on your own, it's like, but. You know, it's like, what if we took that time and did something together? And then that's another hiccup in the scheme of things because you can't always do stuff together. Right. And get that reconnection to strengthen your marriage. Mm -hmm. You can try. How, oh, yeah, you can definitely try. How long have you and Monica been married? <coughs> Probably seven years. I'm guessing. It's 2023. We got married in 2015. Eight years. Oh, wow. I was close. That's awesome. Eight years this year. So oh, we're in seven. seven. <laughs> we're in seven. Nailed it. Michael and I will be 10 this this year. So. It's November. Mm -hmm. Dang. Long time. Big party. I want to have a big party. It'll be fun. Excited. Ashley really wants to like have a renewal of vows party. I can already tell. I do really bad. But she wants a lot of things. And you so know I have to pick and choose. I think you're going to give it to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all you get <laughs> okay so thinking about marriage thinking about love even dating what is god's peace and all that so first i think i think we talk about genesis so god creates man man's bored you know they're doing his thing but <laughs> like what's fulfilling about living in the garden of eden by yourself like, I, yeah. I just don't get it. You know, I mean, what's the point? You're you're working for, I, I suppose, God, but you weren't even ashamed of, you know, of yourself to him, which nowadays we talk about God fearing, which is a big, a big thing. In the Garden of Eden, there was no, you know, you weren't a God fearing man. Adam was not God fearing for the first, at least however long he was there. Yeah. And, you know, so, so man is bored. God's like, okay, this dude's tired like he's working and he's bored he's named all the animals he's named all the animals <laughs> he's, he's done his list his checklist is done so he you know so god comes in and says okay you need a partner which is a woman not another dude just a woman creates woman puts him to sleep makes him go to sleep because this is like a surgery this isn't you know like he didn't do it with the power of god he put him to sleep took a rib out creates woman to be the perfect companion to man which makes complete sense to me because looking at like biology and science this isn't by accident like male female reproductive systems all that it's not by accident so he does all this makes you the perfect companion so you can do life together and then he provides the example of you can also you also mess up together because you're one right so Adam and Eve get together. Then they mess up together because, you know, one person says one thing's a good idea and the other one's like, oh, is it a good idea? Now let's do it, you know, because it's pure pressure. That's the inter first introduction of pure pressure. It's in Genesis. You fall together. You rise together. I mean, there's, it's marriage. Yeah. Um. I I like that. I like that. That was all the top of my head, too. I like it. They didn't have my phone on me. Like, just. I also think that <laughs> really going through, like, marriage conferences and small groups and stuff, 
they really hit hard of just like making God the center and like relying on him and um, prayer and um, praising God and the good times and being relying on him and like the hard times of your marriage because you're going to go through stuff that sucks. And, but like Michael just said, when you fall, you fall together. So you're going to get back up together and you, are you going to work through that together or are you not, you know? So. Yeah. And going back to the, uh, Adam and Eve thing, um, I think a man should be ecstatic about his wife and because, the, the first thing that Adam says when he sees Eve is, at last, this one is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, and she shall be called woman because she was taken from a man. And he's, he's excited that she is his exact counterpart in the great scheme of things. Yeah. And like Michael said, it wasn't. It wasn't. <clears throat> That's it. And like Michael said, it wasn't an accident that that is the way it happened. So No. Um, so sliding into kind of how we can be better significant others and what kind of we want out of our significant other, let's sprinkle in some fun. And these two tools are tools that we've done at marriage conferences and small groups and core classes. And there are the Enneagram tests and the love language um, test. Now, I wouldn't make these like holy grail, but they're really fun to learn about and know because I think it helps you kind of see how your spouse or significant other acts and what, you know they rely on and how you can love mm-hmm. them better essentially. So yeah, uh, like for example, I'm a two, so I'm a very like people oriented person mm-hmm. and I like to be helpful and generous and like, that's how I show love to Michael and everybody else like yeah. around me, like my friends. So, and then my love language is words of affirmation and acts of service. So I love it when people, you know, write me little notes or say things to me and it that's what fills up my heart um, mm-hmm. more. And then acts of service or quality time were like really close. So just like doing something for me or spending time with me just shows that you care. So, yeah. but Michael is like complete opposite in both of those things. So do you remember what you are on those things? Uh, I think you're an eight. Eight, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember what that is though. I don't. I don't remember. You're a very uh strong-willed, vocal. It's your way. Or the highway. leader, which is you. <laughs> that was me flexing. Um, and they yeah. can all hear it. And they can all hear it. Your grunt. <laughs> <laughs> your love language. Physical touch, because I'm a leader, demanding. <laughs> yeah, no, physical touch. Because, like... <clears throat> but words of affirmation what was your other one? is your lowest one. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, you don't care what people think. No. So you're, so our love languages are complete, complete opposite. opposite. Yeah. It's like, I need to be told something positive, and I'm like, you're cool. 
And I'm like, I need physical touch. And she's like, high five. It's like, oh, crap. What do we do? <laughs> but they're good, good oh, no. tools to be more conscious about, like, how we're loving on one another. Right. Yeah. What's your edge, Sean? Uh, I'm a five. So that means I like to, like, dissect things and research stuff and, you know, go at things, like, kind of scientifically a little bit. And... um sometimes that can cause like a difficulty in communication because I'm, I can be a little crass at times. Like just being like, uh, if I notice my wife is, has a, has a strange look on her face or something. And I'd be like, Hey, what's wrong? And then she tells me and I'm like, okay, this is how you fix it. You know, instead of being like, Oh, I'm here for you. I'm here to care for you. And Monica's a nine, which she's very carefree easy go but also internalizes a lot she internalizes yeah i wouldn't say carefree and but like her spirit though like she just kind of is just like i I did a movement (laughs) but like she's just very flowy like that's her i don't know yeah her her spirit is very flowy but she internalizes a lot so she's just she'll just sit there and Yeah, yeah yeah think all the things but never really vocalizes it which you are like Tell me all the things so I can yeah, so I can fix your problem, and and then we can be done with it. Yeah, (laughs) which you know, because I can be a little impatient if something takes longer because of feelings. Yeah, and that it's hard to get past. And then, what's your love language? Uh, My love language is physical touch and words of affirmation. Really? Yeah. So, touch me and tell me I'm pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I do want to say that our pastor when we went through the marriage counseling reminded all the men that had physical touch as their love language that it's not always about sex, but oh, no. it's, you know, maybe you hold hands or hug or kiss yeah. or, you know, massage or rub their back or, you know, yeah. so it's not always the act of love. So yeah, no, I mean, that's not the only way you guys can No, And that's loved. not how I, feel love from you know most people most people I, I love to hug people yeah because that's how i think i show love and how i think i receive love if you want to hug me then i feel like you love me which is so weird because michael's not a very like to other people touchy feely you know what i mean like yeah he is he'll, he'll really? hug his he'll hug his friends all the time are you, are you kidding me feely? we what? cuddle when we watch movies all the time <laughs> i said i used to yeah i think i think that's an american thing though like Oh yeah, in yeah, America, yeah. men are less, you know, touchy feely with with anybody besides their spouse. In a lot of other countries, like it's completely normal for like two friends to to give hugs and to hang out and like yeah. have their arms around each other all the time. Yeah, and when you greet each other, you kiss each other on yeah. the cheek. Like you're Lebanese. I'm going to kiss everyone. That's what they do. I also feel like it's also the business side of you. You like to stay kind of like professional. So like you're not going to go around and hug. The weird thing is about that. You can say that. But when, you know, some of my closest customers are the ones that, you know, like my accountant. You literally yesterday I walk into the accountant's office. It's very professional in there. I know better. You know, I'm like, I got to be good. So the receptionist doesn't know me. She's like, hey, and I just ignored her. And I'll, I walk <laughs> directly to the owner's office. Oh, I, I peek in there because I'm like, I don't want to be rude. If he's with someone, I'm not going to pop into his office. He's an accountant. Like, that's that's not right. That's probably illegal. And uh, 
He wasn't with anybody. I'm like, okay, hold on. Before I walk in, is he on the phone? Let me wait a second. Didn't say anything. So I opened up the door. It's a small office. It's like, hey, baby. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and everyone's like, he's like, I hate you. You know, (laughs) but you know, some of the people that you should be the most professional with, I am the least professional with. The people who I don't, I'm not comfortable with. Yeah. You know, that's a different story. I think that's, that's one of your strengths is breaking down people's walls like that, especially in friendship situations. Probably. I mean. That's because he's so strong-willed and he's going to get what he wants he's no gonna matter what. He's force yeah. your friendship out of you. Yeah. <laughs> you are my friend. <laughs> you are my friend. I will hug this out of you. And then never hug you again. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Do you feel like knowing your spouses or significant others Enneagram or love language helps you love them better or makes you aware? Yes, in certain situations. Um, my problem with the Enneagram thing is like, it, it tells you your strengths as a, as you know, that's your number or whatever, but it can also tell you your weaknesses. Yeah. And so sometimes I think that Enneagrams can be used as like an excuse for acting a certain way. Which and it's not. That's my, yeah. that's my issue because I'm a five. So that's how yeah. I dissect things is like, it's not really scientific if you're not trying to strengthen your weaknesses, you know. Right. Or get better at your weaknesses. And I don't think it's something to like blame him. I'm like, oh, Michael's an eight, so he that's it's okay for him to act this way. Yeah. Like I don't think yeah. that, but I think it makes me more aware of like, okay, this is how he's gonna handle a situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when we fight, he's gonna put up the fight. Like he's not gonna back down from that. So whereas I'm just gonna give an easy because I'm a two and I'm like, please don't be mad at me. <laughs> so like <laughs> I mean, that's hard for us because I'm like, part of me wants to have my way, but I know. You know what I mean? It's very conflicting. But I do feel like it does make you more aware of, you know, things. Especially with him being physical touch, it makes me more aware that he needs me to show him love in that way to make him feel, you know, Mm -hmm. love from me. So, Michael, do you have any comments on that? Do you think it helps or like the Enneagram or love language? No, it definitely helps. You just have to not... You know, going back to our previous episodes, I think a lot of this like intentionality is you know it, but do you do it mm. because you're you wake up late and you you're stressed out all day because you're having a million things to do, and then by the time you get home, you realize okay, I, yeah. words of affirmation. I haven't even texted my wife. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's insane. So yeah, it helps knowing, but it doesn't stop me from like just being so busy that it's hard for me to do. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't let it get in the way of your life. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> you should. But it's not that easy. You know, I mean, you should. But I that's don't know. true. Yeah. All right. So, how can we be a better significant other? Or how could people be a better significant other? Um, I think that when you, to be a better significant other is learning how to communicate. Communication is huge. Yeah. You should you should learn how to say what you feel and learn how to communicate it in a way that will make your spouse really think about it and want to do it. That's also a you. growing piece, too. Oh, yeah. Like, once you're married, those first couple of years, you're learning how to communicate best with one another. Mm-hmm. I mean... Michael and I didn't really learn how to like, 
not correctly, but like learn each other's communication style. I mean, years after we were married and oh, yeah. we're still learning. I mean, there we communicate better now than we have, mm. but there's still some times where we're like, whoa, like <laughs> Should have said that. we need to back it up and remember, you know, and can we talk about, I mean, I, I don't know what else is on the itinerary, but, um, should we also talk about single people? Yeah, for sure. I mean, because there's probably single people listening to the podcast. Well, I going, just said, how can you be a better? Yeah, yeah. Like, how could you present yourself to be better in general? So, I mean. Yeah. So, I mean, not even to be better to find someone. You no. Know? But because a lot yeah. of people's misconceptions of the Bible in general is that you should be married and have kids. Realistically, I mean, a Christian should get married and have kids. Yeah. The Bible doesn't say that. That's not a biblical thing. That's a person, pers- <laughs> you know, it's a man-made thing. That says how oh, well, the Bible says the Bible does have scripture about marriage is good and you're blessed. If you, you know, those who find a wife are blessed or whatever, yeah. but it and also, most people back then did have that. Yeah. But the Bible also says, and I'm not sure where, but I, I could find it. Um, it says the single people are better off. They're better off because they can, they can dedicate their time to God. Oh, so, you know, I mean the single people don't have, and it says in the Bible that they don't have, they don't have to worry. They don't have the stresses of that. They don't. They don't have to worry about their taking care of their wife and kids, and that they're better off to follow God. Yeah. Um, so the Bible is really transparent on, like, as a Christian, don't get caught up in for the younger generation. Don't get caught up in I need to find I need to find a spouse and get married and have kids. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says honor your God, um, and those who are single are actually better off. There's multiple p- people, big people in the Bible who never got married. Jesus never got married, yeah. you know. I mean, there's and there's a reason because he wasn't he wasn't on this earth to get married and have kids. That wasn't the, his purpose. Yeah, um, and that's some all people, about finding your purpose. Yeah, and that's so for the single listeners, you know, we're we're talking about how we love marriage mm. and kids. I mean, we love them most of the time, the kids. Yeah, and ninety two percent. But if you're single and you're like, man, I really don't want to focus on this right now, then you know, set your sights on on the word of God. And I think you're just fine. And the Bible says you're just fine. Yeah. And I think that being married and having kids is a good way to find your purpose. You know, like, um, if you're, if you have this marriage to take care of and you have children to take care of, it gives you a purpose in life whether or not you chose it is, you know, besides the point. I mean, but if you choose to take it on as a responsibility, that gives you a huge purpose in life. It, and somebody who's purposeless can possibly find meaning in a marriage or having kids. I also feel like getting married, having kids, it allows you to grow with those people and pursue God, like whatever that is, go make disciples, go yeah. grow and be, you know, make something that yeah. blesses others. You know, there's so much yeah, that you can utilize your marriage for. Um, and that's important. And I feel like segueing back away from singleness. I like that you put that in there. I think for the listeners that, needed that that was good um 
but I heard this once and you can do this single or not, but it was at one of our marriage retreats and they were saying, take first Corinthians 13, four through eight, take that and replace each thing with your name. So it says like, love is patient. So you would say, I am patient. Love is kind. I am kind. And like, kind of, that's how you need to act in a relationship. You know, I do not envy. I do not boast. I am not proud. You know, to help you love your spouse, mm-hmm. you know, you can even put in there, Michael is patient. Michael is kind. Michael does not envy. I heard the same thing, but only, you know, God is love, and he replaced that same thing with God. Yeah. That's good, too. It's a reminder, but it's like God is all those things, but also we should be all those things when we love others. So I'll read the whole thing. So, you know, 13, 4 through 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great And it really, like, when you're do. going through hard crap, it's good to think back and be like, okay, I hold no record of wrongs here. Like, I shouldn't. No matter what Michael did in this instant, I should not hold that against him mm-hmm. or I I need to be kind in this or when you're thinking about other people's marriages like I'm not going to envy these people because I think they have this you know yeah. certain marriage yeah. do you know what I mean so mm. it's, it's really helping you to like self-reflect but also helping you be the better person that God wants you to be for your spouse or significant other mm. um Okay, what do we, what would we like out of our significant other? Like, what do we want when it comes to looking for or having in a significant other? I think friendship is important. Yeah. Be friends with each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important is to. Before before you even do any of the lovey lovey stuff, you should uh, be friends and, and I, I because you're more real. I mean, you're real. You're extremely real with your closest friends. Yeah. So, um, I I would say that you know I have friends that have known me ten years longer than Ashley's known me, and they they sense a different personality. You know mm-hmm. when they're around me, and that's not that's because I've changed, and you should change. Yeah. Um, but they can speak differently to me and, and do different things. And, um, and you're okay with it because I've known you for so long. I think breaking the barrier of, Hey, you're my husband and Hey, I want to know you since you were a child. Like that's, that's important is to yeah. say, you know, I want to know who you've been, not only who you are. I yeah. know who you are and this is who you are, mm-hmm. but how did you get here? Yeah. And then actually sitting down and going over that. Yeah. And that, yeah, that's a big point of, conversation and that's how you learn how to how to communicate with your spouse is learning where they've been how they were communicated with as a kid and all that jazz 
Yeah, I think communication is huge. I also um, think trust is super important. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> not only in, you know, your relationship with each other, but, you know, all friendships. But we're talking about love relationships, and I think trust yeah. is huge. Um, I also think just, like, pushing each other to be better people, you know. and Yeah, that's a big one. Also, I'm not perfect, and sometimes I'm a little crazy. So just helping me through these weaknesses I may have in life, too. Like, Mm -hmm. I have a lot of anxiety. I will put that out there. So loving me through that and helping me through that and knowing how to do that is huge and something I respect Michael for doing. Yeah. I've had a lot of anxiety and and stuff, too. And the older I get... Like the more I get mad at it, like I don't mean I'm like you get anxiety and you, you're like oh, oh I'm yeah. scared of all this stuff. But I'm I'm almost to the point where I get anxiety and I just get frustrated because I'm like there's no reason to have anxiety about this. Yeah, like you start freaking out about something that you already know the answer to or you know how to solve it, but you're like still freaking out. Yeah, it just bothers me. Yeah, and that's how my anxiety's been lately. Yeah, um, I think th- I've gotten a lot better at that this year. Is like. Just if I start feeling anxious or something and I'm like, there's no reason to be anxious right now. What are you, what are you doing? Just go lift something heavy. And I'll just yeah, go lift yeah. something heavy and it's completely gone. It's That's completely when you gone. pray. Yeah. Oh, and pray. I pray God. while I lift something heavy. But anyway, so uh, what I would want from my significant other is I would want truthful and decisive communication. Like, tell me what you want. And tell me that that is what you want or tell me that I'm doing something wrong and just tell me the truth about it. Like don't beat around the bush. I think Monica and I are really similar in that aspect of communication. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm way smarter, but, um, (laughs) shout out, out. um, but you know, I, we're very similar in that aspect of personality is like, when there's things that should be said, we don't say them. Yeah. And we'd rather say we're fine or everything's cool and walk away from a situation. Yeah. Then dive into what's actually in our heads. Yeah. Uh, where you and Ashley, I awkwardly enough, yeah, <laughs> you and Ashley are the, are more similar in that. Yeah. We're like, you guys, you guys could just talk about me and Monica and have like a four day <laughs> conversation. New podcast idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the problems with our spouses. <laughs> podcast. Um, and you guys could do that. I mean, and that's that's just a different personality yeah. type. Yeah. Well, part part of that is like when we when Ashley and I talk about anxiety, um, part of that like being a a five or whatever enneagram is like, I don't readily want to come out and say that stuff, but I know that from the research that I've done that talking about it is the best thing to do. So I try to come at it with like some enthusiasm about talking about it. So that way it gets out there. And I think as a two, when it comes to communicating, like I said earlier, I talk because I want to like, let's fix it. Let's make everybody happy. Like, you know, and so that's me as a two. And that's why I communicate the way I do. Because I, if Michael's mad, I'm going to be like, okay, this is annoying, but I got to fix it. (laughs) Do I need to touch you right now to fix this? (laughs) Do we need a high five? (laughs) Anyways, I think Romans twelve ten sums it up. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. And I think with any relationship you get in, you know, love and love each other, and 
make sure you're honoring each other mm-hmm. and always put God first. Yes. And God made us, made us to be together. I mean, yeah. Yeah. We and are he gave meant us the to choice. Be. Yeah. We, he gave us the choice to, you know, as to who we want to marry, which is important to oh, remember. Oh, and you chose me. Oh, it's like a Pokemon. Oh, <laughs> I'm a little Pikachu. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we have choices and we have, uh, and that's awesome. I mean, that's important to remember that there is, you know, there's, there's relationships in the Bible that were forced or, you know, but the majority were, were chosen and mm-hmm. the people who got, who followed the, the word of God ended up a lot more prosperous and happy than the people like, you know, like Solomon who decided to marry 700 people. He didn't turn out very well. Uh, and he, you know, so there's, there's stuff like that too, where just follow, follow what you believe and follow the word of God and do you. Mm-hmm. That's I, the, I like that. I like ending on that. I think. Oh, and you're a chancy, by the way. <laughs> Not a Pikachu. Oh, I was like, what? You're in the hospitals helping people. I think this was good talking about love, but I think next time we should like little segue it to. Ooh, let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Join us next week for a fun little episode. We're going to dive into sex and because what God why? says. Say, why are we doing head that? first? <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm gonna re- I'm gonna record next week naked. <laughs> How about that? I think we're diving into sex just to see what it's Valentine's Day. It is Valentine's Day, and just to see what God says about it and how it does. It sex is huge in our society right now. So it's gonna, been huge forever, literally forever. <laughs> it's it's on Facebook now, so it's huge, that's true. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, now that we have social media, everything it seems more. Oh, I see what you're saying. Prevalent Sexualized too. All right, so join us next week as we dive into sex for Valentine's Day and. Rock out with your Bibles out. Cheers, friends. Cheers. Cheers.